We are I. There's days in life that just test everything and all of the resources you've accumulated. And at that time, at that juncture, at that crossroads, you just hope that you've, I don't even know what to say, that you've accumulated enough resources and assets to be able to properly deal with this situation at hand. Now, this situation, well, everything I'm, I'm describing really kind of starts like, you know, a couple of days ago, and it all kind of blends into one another. And you can't help but laugh at it now because, you know, it's the full moon theory at its finest. So I'm driving, I know that I have to drive to Calgary. And so I make it, you know, into my favor, and I'm going to stop, you know, halfway and, and sleep over the night. But the thing is, like, on Tuesday night, I can't leave until 7.30, which a few things happened. Then it was 8 o'clock by the time I left, driving up the Coquihalla in a snowstorm that I can't even see. So all I do is I put the logo on the hood on the center line of the highway and just hope for the best. So that was a great way to be able to start that drive. So about a, an hour and a half of uh, of that craziness. And then so I get up and, you know, as I'm about to go to bed, I crawl into bed and it's about quarter after 12, 12.30. And I realized that I kind of have been up since midnight the night before. So I was like, no wonder, like, no wonder this is some shit. But I'm like, you know what, Blake, you've done a lot. You've done a lot to be able to, you know, bang out the resources right now. Being like, you know what, fuck it. Like 24 hours, not that big of a deal. You're busy, lots going on. You loved everything that you did and you would do it all over again and you wouldn't change a thing. So I got a good, peaceful sleep, relaxing. Woke up with family by my side and sitting there having a cup of coffee, sharing stories, bullshit, and having a great time back on the road by 6.30 in the morning. I get up by Revelstoke, BC, and for all of you that don't know, it's kind of one of the most hairy sections of highway that we have in BC because you go through the Rogers Pass. Now, before Revelstoke, I'm driving down the road talking to my dad. You know, we got this Christmas dinner coming up for all the the kids at the Boys and Girls Club and the families there and the YWCA, and you know, my dad likes to be a part of that, which warms my heart more than I can tell you. And I'm driving down the road talking to him, and all of a sudden I realize that I don't have any control over the car. So the first time in my life that I've ever hit black ice to the degree for with about 15 seconds that you are just randomly all over the road with no control over your car, and you're like, huh. So my dad kind of hears everything and my freak out <laughs> all in real time, and he says, son, I'm going to let you go. You need to focus on driving. I'm like, fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. So I'm cruising along about a half an hour later and I'm behind you know, maybe five or six different, you know, there's a cube van, there's a semi truck, there's a couple trucks, there's a van of some kind and there's me and I'm kind of going along listening to a podcast and daydreaming, but still, you know, very in tune with driving because again, the, the roads aren't great so you can't drift off too much. And that's when I look up and I'm like, well, that's an odd position that that semi is in. I'm like, well, I 
trucks going off in a weird direction. And all this is just happening, snap, snap, snap. But like my mind is processing it so slow that I realized that across the four lanes of this highway, all these vehicles are now just in complete disarray. And at that second that I realized what was going on, now I was in the same boat. Clearly, there's more black ice on this highway. Well, that's great. Absolutely great. So growing up in Southern Alberta, I realized, you know what, Blake? You need to gear down. So the first thing I do once I tap on my brakes and realize that that is going to do absolutely nothing except for make the situation significantly worse, I put it in low gear, you know, just shift that automatic down into low gear, let the engine slow itself down. Even if you are revving at a really high RPM, it's going to slow that engine down for you. So as it's slowing the engine down and I'm looking at these cars that I'm about to smash into, I'm like, huh, I'm like, how bad is this going to hurt? Because this now, at this point in time, it was all happening so slow that I had too much time to think. And I look down and I'm still going 80 kilometers an hour. I'm like, well, this is fantastic because the side of this truck is right in front of me. And I'm like, well, if I kind of slowly start to steer off over here, hopefully I can clip the back of them and get onto this like loosely fluffed up snow and might be able to gain some traction because I just got these winter tires. They're brand new. Maybe they'll help. So I do that. And by some grace of God that I happen to just miss this one truck, get onto this snow, go around him watch all of these now sideways spinning vehicles beside me and keep on going down the road as if seemingly nothing ever happened. And then I'm like, huh, well, that's interesting because it all happened so fast and so slow at the same time. And then realizing that there was a part of me that honestly felt like that I might actually die. I'm like, well, I've been in this position before. This is nothing new and nothing happened something could happen but hypothetical land that's a scary place to live let's live in tangible reality i've been in situations where i was going to die that are significantly worse than what this one was though it looked real bad for a second there things got really fucking hairy don't let me don't let me steer you off that really hairy but i just kept on going and I thought, I'm like, I still got about four and a half hours to drive down this shit highway. I'm like, if I pull over now, I'm not going to make it to Calgary on time. And I have to make it on to Calgary on time because I have something really important to go to that I don't want to miss. So I got to keep on going. Just put those files in the back. Put them in the filing cabinet. Get them to the back of that drawer and just leave them there and deal with them some other time. Great. Okay. So I get to Calgary and I go to the grocery store. I'm getting some groceries and I'm about to park. Look up at the sign, two hour parking. Great. That's awesome. I'll park here. Hop into the grocery store, come back out. Fucking car is gone. Great. Car got stolen. Well, that's interesting. My car has been stolen before. I've had a vehicle get stolen before and I've had two of my vehicles broken into and each one of those scenarios suck. Obviously, the latter sucks um, a little bit less than the former sucks significantly more. So I see this security guard standing there and I say to him, hey brother, did you happen to see a white car parked right here? He's like, shit, was that your car? And I'm like, yeah, that was my car. And he's like, well, 
he's like, man, he's like, the fucked up thing was, he's like, I just watched it get towed. And I'm like, towed for what? And he's like, well, that's the shitty part. He's like, you still had like five minutes left before you couldn't park here because of rush hour traffic. But the guy told you early, he probably just happened to be driving by and said, you know what, this is close enough and hooked you up and towed you away. And I was like, well, that's great. I'm like, my jacket and everything is in there. And I'm like, luckily I had my wallet because I was getting groceries. But now I have arms full of groceries and no car. And I'm in a city that I don't live. And okay. I'm like, well, who do I call? And he's like, well, I have the phone number. I'm like, well, obviously you've been in this position before if you have this phone number readily available. And then I was like, why do you have this phone number readily available? I'm like, this seems kind of strange. And so then my conspiracy theory hat came on, but I'm like, I don't have time to be able to walk down that road. So I go to the impound and three hours later and subsequently a shit ton of series of events that were extremely, extremely frustrating, I got my car back. Being 30 minutes late for the appointment that I had to go to, that was extremely important to me. Or Sorry, this was now seven o'clock at night. My appointment was at seven o'clock and I was a half an hour away, making me going to be 30 minutes late. So great. This is fantastic. I get to my appointment only to find out that I didn't need to be there. That the whole thing was, I wouldn't say not, how can I properly describe this? It's not that it wasn't worth going to. It's the entire reason why I went didn't happen. Wasn't a part of the event. So as I sit there and say to myself, why, oh, why? What a frustrating series of events. And even now you can tell by being lost for words and not being able to articulate the story the best, but you kind of get the general drift of how it was. It was quite intense. It was, it was quite an intense 12 hours of just not letting anger and frustration take control of you, but just being significantly perplexed about like, why should this day have this much shit packed into such a small time period? And I realized it. It dawned on me. As soon as, it re- as soon as I asked myself that question, it made me realize. It's like, if your tools aren't tested, how do you ever know they work? If you don't have situations in your life that help create the tools that you need, how are you ever going to have a toolbox? So I realized that I actually like and enjoy going through these situations because it makes me realize how rusty my tools are or whether or not I'm keeping them polished. Because there was only one time when I was at the impound yard where I wouldn't say lost my shit. I would say I slightly raised my voice because somebody was talking over me and all I needed was to get the papers back that were in their hand because they were holding me up. And I said, I need those papers back in, you know, a higher toned voice than what I'm talking in now. But then I realized I'm like, if you have these tools and you don't keep going through these situations, do these situations keep your tools polished? Or do your tools stay polished because you you always try to remember the perspective after the fact? When you were the Monday morning quarterback, when you were the armchair quarterback, when you have hindsight of the most clearest 2020 vision, 
When you look back at it and you go through those and you keep those situations real in your mind, is that what keeps your tools clean? Or, like I said, in the former, is it that you keep going through these situations? Because I do know that there's a certain point in time in my life that, you know, maybe the black ice one, it probably would have been more thrilling to me, but I'm past that now. The one with the car, it probably would have been bad. I'm not going to lie. I probably would have not handled that very well. And the second situation, because uh, there's significantly more to the story that I just don't necessarily want to get into at this time, that I would have, it would have been bad too. Because then also the fact you're riding on all this other shit that happened previously in the day. And when you get to this last situation, it's substantially worse than all the other ones combined. And now it's late. Now it's, you know, 7 o'clock at night. And it's been a long day. And it's been a long couple days. And there's been a lot of stress. But I'm like, fuck, these tools feel pretty goddamn clean. I'm actually happy about this. Not happy that any of it happened, but happy that I can see my own light at the end of my tunnel. Because even like this podcast, I said, and I've reflected on recording this all day today so far, and now we're looking at it's like, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon. And was it three? Maybe it's two. I don't know. Time zone change. But anyway, it makes me realize that I initially wanted to record this this morning because I thought I wanted to get the frustration out. But as I have sat and I've reflected on this for the rest of the day, it made me realize that it's not the frustration that I'm necessarily harboring. It's that I'm left more in an area where it just feels like I need some answers, which is strange because I don't really know exactly what that means. And I'm st- I think this is the reason why I'm so perplexed and why I find it so hard to, you know, find the right words, you know, on this this recording today and maybe why I don't even really want to explain the entirety of the situation because um, once I do and to the people that I have, then people's own biases start to come in because now they've got super upset. And then I've had to kind of talk them off the ledge. And I completely understand why. Because, again, especially this last situation that happened was probably the most irritating and frustrating situation. One of them that I've been in my entire life. And it's something that everybody could instantly connect with, like how shitty this situation was. And more because it didn't necessarily happen to me, but happened to happen to somebody that I love more than anything else in this world. So perplexion and maybe in future days maybe tomorrow maybe the next day i'll be able to record a podcast where i truly maybe understand a little bit more about how all these series of events are actually you know being marinated inside my mind my heart my body my soul but the one thing that i do know and clearly right now is man i'm so happy to have a toolbox i'm so happy that it's heavy And I'm so happy that those tools are polished. So the question of the day is, what do you think? Do you think that the tools are polished because you reflect upon the situations or are the tools polished because you keep getting into situations where you need them and they don't, they're not allowed to get rusted? 